We'd like to welcome you back to our third and I believe final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for um, October 25th, 2015. Next report is entitled, um, People Are Dying, Evacuate the Gulf Now by Dave Hodges. Um, this just came out a couple days ago. The people of the Gulf, now again, I have done tons of studies on this subject going back to when we had the original Gulf oil spill with the Corexit and the, the fracturing of the bottom of the ocean, the gigantic cover-up um, that goes on to this day, the cover-up of all the people dying, the cover-up of all the people that are sick. I did tons of studies on this. If you just key in Gulf, G-U-L-F, most likely in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, you'll see these previous studies I've done. It was a factor in me leaving Florida. I lived on the Gulf Coast of Florida, and and it wasn't the only thing, but it was it was something that definitely um, I knew wasn't going to go away, and this is just being confirmed even now years later that it's not gone away. Um, the people in the Gulf are in or have been in grave danger. Health reports, the geological reports, and the weather reports are suggestive of one thing: the people of the Gulf are looking at greatly reduced lifespans. And um, if they move now, they could mitigate some of the effects. The key word is some. Uh, and again, we're gonna we're gonna look at how to mitigate these effects. Okay. Um, you know, later, at, at the end of the study, from the scientific evidence that I have seen, if I had lived in the Gulf, I would immediately leave to a safer location. There are many quiet voices fearing reprisal, who say that the Deep Horizon oil rig is still leaking oil. There are there's no way they could cap it because of the way they botched it originally. We got into this in, in, in my studies. They've basically fractured the bottom of the sea, and there's just no way you can really contain that site at this point. Um, <clears throat> there are others out there, shrimp fishermen out of work, who are hired by BP, British Petroleum. You know They have BP gas stations, which I try to never go to, to help with the Corexit dispersal missions. They're still spraying Corexit years later, okay? Over five years after the accident, Corexit is still being sprayed at night by, PP, by BP for profit, and they are using people from the Gulf who have lost their incomes and are desperate for the work. They will speak privately, some, I'm sure will speak privately, I'm sure not all, but are afraid to speak out for fear of losing their income. I have spoken with half a dozen over the last three years. These Corexit spraying missions are endangering the quality of air, the water, the land, and the food. The Gulf is a catastrophe of biblical proportions. So now we, we, we know what's going on. I just highlighted that on the Pacific side with Fukushima. Then we've got our own little other um, absolute ca catastrophe going on in the Gulf of New Mexico. And so we have that. I'm sorry, the Gulf of Mexico. The Gulf is a catastrophe of biblical proportions waiting to consume millions with related health effects caused by the Corexit. Originally, the EPA told the British, British Petroleum, another company named Nalco and Goldman Sachs, that they could not use Corexit on the oil spill. It was what was told to them. But BP ignored the EPA. Further, as I covered five years ago, Corexit does not disperse the oil. It submerges it into the water column so it's doing nothing to get rid of it it's just basically the ultimate sweep it under the rug band-aid that's all Corexit is and it is it is more way more toxic than the oil that it's actually submerging into the bottom of the sea again this is all a satanic plan to absolutely annihilate planet earth just one more facet of it uh <clears throat> it submerges it submerges the oil into the water column this sucks all the CO2 out of the water and has a devastating impact on the environment and the species inhabiting the environment, again, all by design. There were strong and early indications that the use of Corexit combined um, <clears throat> with the leaking oil were producing both long- and short-term catastrophic environmental and individual health effects. Oil and Corexit <clears throat> uh, used to, to disperse the oil, and again, it's not even doing that, it's just sinking it, um, used to disperse the oil spill have impacted untold numbers of Gulf residents' health. Additionally, both the food supply and the food chain are being adversely impacted. The air and the subsequent 
evapotranspiration cycle has been irreversibly altered, which in turn impacts the water table and the safety of the water supplies, as well as the safety of crops. Then you have the stalling of the Gulf current, which we got into in previous studies, which is basically, this is uh, either slowed or shut down to a certain extent that uh, Gulf Stream current, that, which is a whole other gigantic problem in and of itself. The most devastating finding relates the events of the oil spill to the phenomenon of the ever-widening Louisiana sinkholes, which, you know, that's been heard a lot about that. I've, I've reported on that over and over in recent years. And the related underground explosions, as well as the very high concentrations of toxic and highly flammable methane in the air and the water, leaking out from the fractured seabed. And in other places that they fractured the seabed, methane leaking out. One of the major threats to the Gulf Coast comes from an imperiled food supply, which is the result from the explosion um, on the deep water horizon oil rig and the other things I've mentioned. Dr. Wilma Subra, a MacArthur Genius Award-winning chemist, who investigated the effects of Corexit on humans very early on, stated that the Corexit was in the air, the water, and the food we consume. Dr. Suber tested many people in the Gulf and found benzene levels that were 65 times higher than the level one would expect to see. Benzene, a highly toxic chemical, a byproduct of all this garbage. This speaks to the genocide that is coming to the Gulf with regard to the contraction of various cancers and other related diseases and the health impacts that were and are continuing to be caused by the BP crude and the dispersants. Dr. Subra also said we have a very, very large and very, very sick population, end of quote. But again, this is all being covered up, typical. Just sweep it under the rug, don't report it on it in the lamestream news, and it'll all just go away. But they know it's not going to go away. They just want it to fester and get worse and, you know, <clears throat> not take the blame for anything. Corexit is banned in 17 countries, but because it is manufactured by Nalco, both BP and Goldman Sachs profit while the people suffer. They're all in cahoots together, in other words. It was known very early on that the Gulf Coast food supply was severely compromised and that the health of the residents were in jeopardy, despite government denials and mainstream media cover-ups. Uh, case in point, while dining with his family at Vinnie's Raw Bar Restaurant in Charlotte, North Carolina, Matthew Ro Robertson found oil in his seafood. While covering the story, WBTV reporter Susan... Basista also acknowledged there was a black substance stuck to the inside of the Robertson seafood. Additionally, Channel 8, Fox News, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, was told by Vinny's Raw Bar restaurant managers that he did indeed confirm the customer's story and says he has had problems getting oyster shipments because of the contamination resulting from the oil spill. So again, you know, you have your shrimp, you have your Corexit shrimp. You have a, you, in fact, what you need to do is if you order shrimp, which I highly don't advise, Make sure to get your full dosage. Make sure you get a side, a side of Corexit on the side. You know what I mean? Can I have a side of Corexit, please? To, to top off my, my Corexit shrimp. Just kidding. Anyway, my Corexit shrimp scampi. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, unfortunately, this station saw it fit to scrub this report from its website. Well, of course. You know. However, similar warnings regarding the region's food safety are appearing up and down the local Gulf Coast media on such stations as... W-I-L-O-X, TV in Gulfport, Mississippi, yet Fox, CNN, CBS, ABC, NBC, etc. have not one, run, one credible story on the dangers of food toxicity in the Gulf's food chain. I mean, all this oil leaks out. They don't get hardly any of it. They spray Corexit. They're still doing it to this night. How could it not be totally unbelievably affecting the Gulf food chain of, of the aquatic animals that people are consuming. They don't want people to know about it because they want them to die. So eat your Gulf seafood so we can get you dead quicker. Okay, that's the goal. And when you get sick of some mystery illness, you're not going to be able to blame the seafood because you never knew about it. So it's a win-win for Satan. Granted, the aforementioned cases represent just a few anecdotal cases, which are representative of tens of thousands of accounts. However, anecdotal evidence is not science, and these cases could be discounted as the exception and not the rule. Yet, the largely ignored voices of scientists echo these anecdotal claims, and they do so with hard, verifiable data. Scientists at the University of Southern Mississippi and Tulane have found oil 
in post in the post larvae of blue crabs entering coastal marshes along the Gulf Coast, signaling that oil may have been entering into the estuarian food chains. Dr. Perry observed that I have never seen anything like this. That was the quote. Larvae are, are at the bottom of the food chain. Lesser life forms are consumed by life forms which are higher on the food chain, and the toxic effects of core exit will bioaccumulate through the food chain, which is what they want. Uh, this conclusion echoed the findings of lab samples taken by scientists at Dauphine Island Sea Lab shows oil from the deep water horizon disaster has made its way into the Gulf food chain as well. These particular scientists have found signs of oil in dispersant mix under the shells of tiny blue crab larvae in the Gulf of Mex Mexico, which is a clear indication that the unprecedented use of dispersants in the BP oil spill has broken up in up, up the oil into toxic droplets so tiny that they can easily enter the food chain. Again, all by design. These studies and other similar studies remain unchallenged by the authorities with regard to methodology and results. In short, the Obama administration is choosing to ignore these credible scientists by simply repeating the mantra, all is well in the Gulf of Mexico. Meanwhile, people dying and getting sick. Uh, Kim Anderson's Oregon State University researchers from OSU College of Agricultural Sciences began a test-retest comparative analysis for the carcinogenic contaminant polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, or PAHs, and its biodegradable partner, OPAHs, which appear after the application of Corexit and the subsequent exposure to ultraviolet rays. Stunningly, the OSU researchers found a 40-fold increase in these cancerous-causing compounds in the comparative test-retest period. The OSU findings replicate the conclusions of Mace Barron um, regarding the toxicity of Corexit and its use in the Exxon Valdez oil spill. The Exxon Valdez oil spill and the subsequent cleanup activities provides the only case study in the history of the United States involving significant exposure to the types of toxins discussed in this article as a result of an oil spill. Interestingly, Anderson, Oregon's, uh, Anderson, Oregon State's university's original data went missing, forcing the research team to begin again. Imagine that. It is clear that somebody did not want this research to be released to the public. Findings related to the, to the longevity of Exxon Valdez cleanup workers are very disturbing, as the collective lifespan statistics for the Corexit exposed cleanup crews reveal that the average life expectancy is a mere 51 years old of age, the average age of your average MD, which is way less than normal. Um, and nearly all the Exxon Valdez cleanup workers are dead at this point. These findings can leave little doubt that the BP's use of Corexit can seriously, has seriously compromised the collective lifespan of Gulf Coast residents. And again, they found all kind of natural ways to do this, to clean up the oil. They just won't let them do it. They want to have maximum amount of devastation in the environment and people dying and the animals dying and the dolphins dying and the sea life dying in misery. So they're going to suppress all the, the natural things that have already... I know I've seen things where they could clean this stuff up. Even if it's leaking out, still, they could still take these measures. And I'm sure there'd be some way they could get down there and try to cap some of this stuff. But again, they don't really want to do that. They would rather be leaking out and, and causing maximum devastation so they can have more excuse to spray Craig's. You know, I mean, that's what Satanists do. That's how they have fun. Um, going further here, <clears throat> I can draw no other conclusion than to state that the events in the Gulf to date constitute a slow burn genocidal event in which, and which is their favorite way to kill us, typically, a slow burn, slow kill, chemtrail spraying, putting fluoride and its derivatives and chlorine in the water, doing all the stuff to the food supply, the vaccinating you, the slow kill, slow death way to knock us all off and to create a sick, diseased, weak population that is easily controlled. That way, there's also maximum misery along the way, because Satan loves that too. They love to vampirize off fear and misery and stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> and devils really do. I'm not just making that up. Um, this constitutes a slow burn genocidal event in which, depending on the age of first exposure to goregs at the oil and the resulting methane concentrations, we can expect to see lifespans in, in the impacted areas decline by as much as 25 to 50% with regard to longevity based upon the lifespan figures of the Exxon Valdez 
cleanup workers. I believe that based upon the data, it is reasonable to assume that within one short generation, the life expectancy of the Gulf will rival most of those in the third world. Well, most of these people are probably going to produce, if they have any offspring, any children, they're going to be sterilized, which would be another byproduct of this, all by design. Again, get, get the population down to 500 million, according to New World Order, Ten Commandment, Georgia Guidestone Guidelines. Uh, Kendra Arneson lives in Plaquemines Parish, where Louisiana becomes more ocean than land as it juts out into the Gulf. Her community was hit hard by Katrina and is still rebuilding five years later. But Arneson describes it as a very healthy community. Uh, was still rebuilding. Okay, Arneson describes it as a very healthy community, a thriving community before the BP oil disaster. Her husband is a 45-year-old commercial fisherman, and she was shocked to see his health decline a few weeks after the disaster. She and her children also soon became sick with chronic illnesses, and so did many other in her community. Kendra says this is not something that we're used to here. Our kids are Bayou kids. They're tough. Um, she says the change in the children's health has been the most striking. I mean, they're the littlest. They're the most vulnerable. We have kids down here that are over 80% bald. Children. 80% bald. Because their hair is falling out. Their noses are bleeding. I've watched these kids go from healthy, thriving children to a shell of themselves. Her 11-year-old daughter has been ill for several years now. She suffers from headaches, nausea, upper respiratory issues, heart palpitations, chest pains, and fatigue. How pitiful. And these devils <laughs> just wringing their hands so happy over all this. These devils that have, that have caused all this, that are doing all this, that are promoting all of this. May God rain down his fury on their wickedness. Dr. Michael Robichaud, a physician in Raceland, Louisiana, began to see many patients with similar symptoms and then discovered that people from Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana were all experiencing almost identical problems. Robichaud sought out help. Uh, and it was able to find a detox clinic to treat chemical illnesses. The treatment improved the health of many patients, but the funds ran out. A former state senator, Robichaud, is extremely frustrated with the BP settlement process related to public health impacts. Now, remember how BP was supposed to pay all these people all this money? He says, and he's got all the court documentation to prove it. He's got, I give you all the links to his research. Unfortunately, the courts have let us down. I have not seen a single person who has gotten a nickel from BP for any illnesses. Because, see, if they start to admit to it, then they got to start paying out big time. They don't want to set precedent. I'm talking about illnesses that are going to last for the rest of their lives, whatever lives they have left. Rest of their shortened lives filled with misery. Now, I posted all of the main links off his website, okay? And I mean, there is, if you want to know more about this, we, we, got, we got the help for you here. Um, I'm going to play this one report. And it's entitled, The Three Amigos. The following is an interview of three women treated at the detox facility in Raceland. Because I want to try to give a remedy for what we're dealing with here. And basically, I'm going to just roll this. And, and you're, um, I'm going to probably turn the music down. But I'm going to read you what the scroll, the screen is saying. And then I'm going to let these, these women... It's not a very long interview. I'm going to let them talk. Okay, so these are the three amigos, these women you see walking, and you can watch this, I'll give you the link for it. Following were video clipped on mid-March, uh, April 2012, the individuals being interviewed were currently undergoing treatment for their illnesses at Gulf Coast Detox Program in Raceland, Louisiana. Before it was shut down, the remarkable thing about their stories is their experiences are no more remarkable than other successful than the stories of scores of others who have received treatment at this facility. There is no chance charged for our services as the cost of our operation is completely underwritten by donors whose only incentives have been to assist our people to the recovery from their very serious illnesses. And you're going to see, and I'm going to get into the treatment that I believe they're using, even though he doesn't really get into it that much here. And it is an extremely cheap treatment that virtually anybody could afford. I don't understand what I don't understand is why he isn't why isn't this protocol published on his website? I had to search and I kind of roundaboutly found what I believe is the remedy and not only that, I must have at some point either emailed or talked to somebody about this because I I'll get into that a little bit later, but um 
we'll go ahead and listen to this. Beautiful young lady is starting her first day of treatment. Okay, this lady looks like she is totally brain damaged. Okay, she her the right side of her face, her right her right eye is not open. Her the like her lip is like skewed way to like the left. Her her left eye is barely open, but she looks like she's brain damaged. She does, and I'm surprised when he asks her a question, you hear her talking, she's like coherent. But this is just the initial damage that was done to her from this oil spill from the Corexit. And the detox facility in Mason, Louisiana. Okay, now this is the doctor talking. This doctor uh, that we had just referenced. And this is when they had the detox clinic going before it shut down due to no funding. Because obviously our government's not going to help any of these people. They want them to die, you know, as quickly as possible and, and to die in as much misery as possible. So, of course, you're not going to... There, there's an easy remedy for this stuff. Now, granted, if you're continually re-exposed to it, that's not good. But, I mean, there is a quick way that you can get very, very fast results with this, evidently. Now, granted, if you've waited five years and you try to implement this, your results are not going to be as quick because, you know, you've had a lot longer to have the damage happen and for the damage to be done. But it's not to say you still can't reverse this. It's probably just going to take longer. And what's interesting and what we wanted to show uh, and showcase a little bit this morning was the fact that she's got this weakness of the right side of her face and so forth. So, okay. So, you excited? Yes. You ready to get better? Yes. Did we promise you you're going to get better? No. <laughs> okay. No promises. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we hope it is. Literally, the way she looks, you can't even believe she can coherently put a sentence together. But it hasn't affected, it's like it's affected her musculature and her nervous system to the point where she's got, like, facial sagging, and, and it looks like she just had a major stroke. But her brain, up until this point, is still pretty much intact. So the brain seems to be working a, a lot better than a lot of her other faculties at this point. Praying you well. You, everybody that brings a new situation like yours to the table, boy, it makes it really exciting uh, to see what's going to happen. So we will all be pulling for you and uh, and, uh, and praying that you you make it and and get your life back again. This young lady's had how many days of uh, of okay, fifteen hyperbaric oxygen in ten days. Yeah, okay, now. Okay, 15 hyperbaric oxygen or whatever she said in 15 chelation. Okay, now that is one of the most expensive routes to kind of go. Hyperbaric oxygen, I love it. Okay, it's wonderful. For, remember what I just said? We live post flood in like a hyper, big hyperbaric chamber. Okay, it's wonderful for certain things. It's wonderful to take a diabetic person with, with poor circulation, put them in there and, and uh, maybe heal a uh, diabetic ulcer or somebody that has gangrene due to diabetes or if you have somebody that's fresh from a spinal cord injury. If you get them in to the hyperbaric chamber quick enough, a lot of times somebody that will be paralyzed from the neck down or the waist down for life, you can literally rehabilitate them and they will not be paralyzed because the oxygen is literally going through the skin due to the increased oxygen, due to the increased hyperbaric pressure, and healing from the outside in. The oxygen is doing that. But for this application, I can understand why hyperbaric oxygen and chelation, which I'm a big proponent of to clean out the arteries. I'm a huge proponent of that. It's one of the, the it is the quickest way that I know of to deplaque your arteries. If you have coronary artery, what they call disease, it's just placking, okay? And um, it is, I, I've had patients that, that, have you know swore to me it saved their lives and, and i believe them and they had all kind of they had you know carotid artery they did doppler ultrasounds of the carotid arteries maybe they had 70 80 90 percent placking they were on the verge of death they go through and they get 30 40 50 chelation treatments depending on the person and they're cleaned out their arteries are cleaned out but for this application when you've been poisoned i can understand why the chelation and the hyperbaric may not, wouldn't be the best route. Uh, they're also a lot more expensive. If you get IV chelation, you're looking at, I mean, years ago, it was 100 to 150 bucks a pop. I don't know what it is now. You got to sit there with a big cath needle in your arm, and you got to find an MD that'll do it. Not many do. I know Dr. Pinkle down in Naples does. When I lived down there, he was real 
famous for that but he was frowned upon people oh no no that's not, well why because it's it's interfering if this became mainstream it would virtually annihilate all the open heart surgeries because why do you get open heart surgery well i got coronary artery placking or, or i need to have my carotid scraped and 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 i got i gotta uh, have a bypass surgery why because all of your your arteries in the heart are so gummed up with plaque that you've either got to have bypass, which is where they bypass it with other veins and reroute blood flow, which is the most asinine thing I've ever heard of, or angioplasty, where they take a balloon and, and go in through your leg and stick it up into the heart and basically squish the the um, the uh, arteriosclerosis, the fatty deposit of the arteriosclerosis into the sides of the things to open up the arteries. None of this is fixing anything. It's 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 the ultimate band-aid approach. It's doing nothing to fix the underlying problem. And granted, I yes, it is primarily caused due to diet. Okay, having a super gummed up liver, eating a lot of trans fatty acids, eating a lot of fried foods, and this type of stuff, creating the wrong kind of, of uh, lipid profiles in the body, having extremely high um, uh, or extremely low HDL, which is the high density good lipids, and extremely high low density and very low density lipids, will create this environment. Having high homocysteine levels, um, having high C-reactive protein levels, these are contributors to it as well. Um, the the chelation cleans you out, but um, it's ultimately a dietary thing. Okay, and so and it's a big reason why people have high blood pressure because the arteries are so narrow due to all the placking, and they harden. Like you see, are hardening the arteries. Well, it, it the blood flow that's going through those arteries now that were normally flexible, they're not flexible anymore. The openings are a lot smaller, so the pressure increases. It's it's a byproduct of that. So high blood pressure a lot of times is caused specifically just from arteriosclerosis. So like I have a product I use for for uh, somebody had just high blood pressure and no placking, Cardio Plus. It works great for that. But if you have placking, it's it's not going to deplaque the arteries. You can't do that. I recommend people, um, the, the company that I've been using as of late I think is very good. It's an oral EDTA chelation. And you don't have to, you don't have to go with this one. You can go, any oral EDTA chelation you can find. I like to get it in powder form. Um, I think it's Guardian of Eden. And they stopped making it in the powder. They only have it in the capsules. But the best way to do it is to take them, um, 1,500, 2,000 milligrams, open it up under the tongue. With a few drops of DMSO, I like the 99% DMSO, and um, just hit your hit your tongue with some peppermint, organic peppermint oil. It'll kill the taste, and let that sit under the tongue for five to six, ten minutes if you want, once a day. Just do that once a day. Um, I don't advise really just doing the EDTA capsules by themselves because they have a very very poor absorption rate. But if you can absorb it sublingually and enhance it with DMSO. And you'll tolerate the taste with the peppermint oil. You're going to get a lot better results doing it that way. And what I just told you could literally, if people were just doing that in America, being that heart disease is like I don't know what, like the number two or one killer, I know cancer and that swap off sometimes. That would save countless numbers of lives. What I just said, and it's easy. It's not expensive. The EDTA um, is not expensive stuff. Okay, so you could do that, and or you could go if you really had the money and, and you and you were in a really serious case, you could go IV, IV chelation, and it's it's way even quicker. I mean, it's it's but again, you know, obviously the the uh, M the uh, AMA and the pharmaceutical cartel hates it because it 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 would totally annihilate all their open heart surgeries and things of that nature if it were well known. Okay, so that's just one thing that you could do. You know, you can also take like natokinase, which is an enzyme you take on an empty stomach, um, to thin the blood naturally. You never do it with another blood thinner like Coumadin, though, never, because it would thin the blood too much. But that's another way to thin the blood. It does help to deplaque the arteries some, but the EDTA, from my experience, is what really deplaques the arteries. But it doesn't have the blood thinning effect like natokinase. So those are just the thing. You can email me. I have a whole, I have a whole newsletter I put together on like everything that can go wrong with the heart. Whether it's mitral valve prolapse, whether it's skipped heartbeats, which is an electrical problem, whether it's whatever, high diastolic, high systolic, whatever. It pretty much addresses it, and it tells you about this stuff. And um, some of this stuff are in my professional line. A lot of it's not. I'm, I'm not here to, you know, try to profiteer off. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help people here. So, um, 
yeah, the EDTA is 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 invaluable stuff. But I can understand in this particular case why it would not be the best route and why it probably didn't help these people with what they're trying to overcome. So we're going to get into that next. I'm going to let this uh, play more. So we're hoping that this one will work. Third time's a charm, okay? And she's a charming lady. Okay, so in other words, third time's a charm. She's already went through hyperbaric oxygen. Uh, I think 15 sessions. She's already went through like 15 sessions of chelation. No problem. So this is the third thing she's trying. Okay, so she's... This lady, I mean, I don't know where she's getting these treatments, but they're pretty cutting edge. I mean, not a lot of people know about IV EDTA chelation. Not a lot of people know about hyperbaric oxygen. And I'm sure she was probably paying for it on her own dime because normally those are not things that are covered either. So she's she's already done some cutting edge stuff. It's just not the right fit for what she needs. Despite the fact she's making a funny face at us right now. <laughs> Okay, so this is a mother salesperson who, who became ill after swimming, I believe, in Destin, Florida, and she's telling her story. Fourth time, I went uh, when I, I started with intestinal issues after going. Destin, Florida, on the Gulf, you know, Gulf of Mexico. Going in the water, and then when I came home, um, progressively got seriously ill. Uh, to the point where I could not walk, could not, had, had uh, extreme fatigue, had intestinal issues, respiratory issues, nervous, central nervous system issues, um, circulatory issues, uh, endocrine system issues. This is from swimming in the water three times in Destin, Florida. And every part of my body was just not functioning properly. I lost between 30 and 40 pounds lost muscle mass, and I uh, went to four different doctors, and they could not figure out what was wrong with me. Finally, I... Okay, so then that was... My name story. is Darla Rooks. I'm a fisherman from Plaquemines Parish. I was working in Four Body Pass on May 22nd, where I was exposed to something in the water that made me sick. While fishing, my husband shook the net to show me that there was nothing in the net, it went on my body. It made me itch and burn. I washed it off. I had a headache. Obviously, Corexit had got on the net and it got directly onto her. This is how toxic this stuff is. One exposure. It felt like somebody was stabbing me in the top of my head. With that, my heart was hurting and I was having problems breathing. I began having muscle spasms and a lot of involuntary muscle movement at that time. I had constant diarrhea. Uh, I had bleeding from my breast. I went to the doctor to find out what was going on. They gave me a mammogram, then I bled from both breasts. I, uh, I had bleeding from the ear, and just a couple of weeks later, I was urinating blood. So I've had blood come out of almost everything that you can imagine. All my muscles and my bones were hurting so bad that I couldn't stand, couldn't even hold a drink. How long have you been in the program now? Right around 31 days, I think. And, uh, and what have you experienced since that time? Total relief of all my symptoms, also including my uh, inability to use my foot, which was paralyzed, unable to move my, my foot up and down or wiggle my toes. So everything except for a little numbness in my leg that's still there. Other than that, everything's good to go. It's been amazing. When Dorla first came here, uh, she was telling me that she couldn't pick up her left, left foot and, uh, and that it was numb and couldn't move her toes. And within two or three days, she was wiggling her toes and picking up her foot. It was absolutely sensational. So, okay, well, <clears throat> Darla has two buddies she's working with right now. And all three of them are doing extremely well. And uh, Those are the other two ladies you, you heard. And that's why they're calling this the three amigos. <laughs> How cliche. Anyway, but yeah, the, uh, this is amazing. I mean, they got this kind of results in like 31 days. Uh and they could replicate this with all of these people in a very short period of time at an extremely low cost, as, as I believe I, I have found what they're doing. Resting beautifully, so thank you very much. Thank you, and, uh, I'm just so glad that you're doing so well. Thank you. I'm so happy for you guys. By the way, Darla's husband and grandson actually have done as well, if not better, than she's done so far. So uh, they had major, major problems in there. Yeah, major, major. It's unbelievable. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank God. Okay, then it says, 
these are that you've accomplished so far in this program now this is the lady you don't recognize her the one that had the paralyzed face that looked like she was brain damaged her eyes are all open now she looks like a totally different person and they are both beaming and glowing now i mean they're they're you could just tell they're totally and i didn't see the one lady the one that you just heard i didn't see her at the very beginning but the other one you have a point of reference and it's like night and day and they're interviewing the, these two together. My life's back. Your what's back? My life's back. Your life's back? Yes. So that's more than just your, your face being better and the rest of it, everything's better, huh? I'm going to I'm able to go outside and drive. For the first time. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. I haven't drove. And, and how long? Almost two years. These two ladies, for, for whoever watches this in the future, if anyone, these two ladies are glowing, and uh, it's really amazing to see the progress that they've made. They're really cute. They're just like sitting there smiling. It's it's like it's like really adorable. <laughs> it's cute. And in the last week or so, they've been uh, they just got these smiles on their faces, and they're not planted on there. It's just they just feel better, and uh, and they glow. It's it's hard to describe what glowing is. About the first four to eight days in the program, their uh, facial musculature improves and you can see more muscle tone in the face and then shortly after that they frequently will just start feeling so much better and then they glow and you can see these two sisters are, are glowing over here that's a fact because so i had an ugly face for a long time it's not that bad anymore. yeah your, your face has changed dramatically <laughs> i love it yeah so and all of us seeing if there's anything more here doesn't look like there is anyway but that is um yeah that's just one to now here's the problem I'm, I'm seeing all this stuff and i'm like okay what did you do i know what didn't work i know the edt oral chelation didn't work again it's just not the right application here might have got out of some some heavy metals maybe um you know but it's just not what i would have done for this i just can't see how hyperbaric oxygen is really going to help either because you're dealing with poisons here you got to get these poisons out of the body and and so um i researched further now i put all of his i mean he's got all of these letters to judges and um declarations to the courts and oh you want to believe it i mean i i put them all here so if you want to check any of this stuff out, all the stuff this guy did on a legal basis, crude oil and your health, public flyer, um, all these things that you could print out if you wanted to, uh, PDFs and you name it. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff here. And um, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look like any of this stuff is like for 2015. I, I see some stuff for 2013. But... Um, um, let's go further i'm just kind of looking at all these now what i did do is i did a keyword search for this doctor and for his detox protocol and i was able to come up with this um and this confirmed what i had been reading um about his research about uh what they're using it appears at least this is the backbone i believe of this detox is niacin b3 and activated charcoal and I had had some correspondence, and it's it's real vague in my memory with some doctor down there. And my maybe it was him. I don't know um, about the tremendous results they were getting with activated charcoal, and and um, I don't really so much remember the niacin, but the niacin I've had a lot of experience with over the years. Um, it is a tremendous way, and this is the flushing kind of niacin, not niacinamide, which I don't have a problem with niacinamide, but this is the this is just the flat out flushing like synthetic niacin okay and again this isn't something you know i would recommend somebody take for because it's synthetic i wouldn't recommend oh you got to take all of this every day for the rest of your life nah and it's synthetic you use it like you would almost use a medication and in this case you're using it to actually detox um but it's a um it's a combination thing that you're doing 
of some things. So I'm going to read this to you. I found this. This is somebody that actually put this information up online and kind of added their own information to it. And I don't know whether for legal purposes he wasn't able to put this on a site. I don't know if it's buried in one of those PDFs or whatever. But I didn't hear it mentioned hardly anywhere. I did see that he was using niacin and a little bit on the activated charcoal, but it wasn't very apparent. And I really didn't, and maybe maybe they put a gag order on them saying, don't you dare put your remedy out there because we don't want anybody getting better. We want them to all be sick and die, you know, and we're not going to pay them a dime. Basically, that's what's happening here because I'm sure if he could have, he would have. So anyway, uh, this report reads, in addition to sweating it out, the GI tract, gastrointestinal, can assist as well. Dr. Yu recommends, and that's a different doctor there, recommended consuming activated charcoal. Um, now they're saying here, exercise, extreme caution, liver failure and detox sickness threats. Well, that's why you start slow. Okay. You just don't dive into this and, and, and go crazy. Um, halt treatment when detox sick response is overwhelming. So that's important to understand. I tell this people, if they're going through a Herxheimer effect, if like they're taking Liviplex that I have and, and I've had patients in the past and they wanted to wring my neck and they're like, what's in that stuff? It made me so angry. Well, the liver each organ, and I know this is Chinese medicine, but there, there is some truth to even that, okay? There, 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 I mean, I'm a board-certified acupuncturist, but I don't ever do it anymore because it's based out of Taoism, which is yin-yang and all that other stuff. So I haven't done it in years, but I, I'm aware of the concept. And obviously there's some, there's some wisdom to be gleaned in what they're talking about, but the, the um, emotion that is primarily associated with liver is anger. So a lot of times if you do a liver, even gallbladder flush, you might really find yourself flying off the handle like for the littlest thing and that's a sign that these toxins are being released and it's in the liver is you know acting up and i've had i've had patients in times past wanted to wring my neck because i put them on a product in and then i would always view it as a positive thing if they had a reaction like that that means we have hit the nail on the head is what it means okay just slow it down drink more water Maybe go to a third dosage. Maybe maybe don't do anything for a day or so. Start back at one per day or two per day and just ease into it. You know, it's it's slow and steady wins the race. It's not like you've got to accomplish this all. And this is why with the liver gallbladder flush, I have a little bit of mixed feelings because, yeah, you can pass tons of stones, but you want to make sure you do two weeks, at least a week of choline prior to that to soften up the stones. You don't want them to tear their way out. It's not a deep, deep liver detox. It's basically a superficial detox in, 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 in excreting these stones out of your body, these gallstones. They're not really not like stones. They're like fat globules. Um, they'll come out as green balls or sometimes black balls if they're older. And um, sometimes they can be very hard and even have hard edges, and that's why you want to take choline to start to dissolve them ahead of time. And, but it's not a deep, deep liver detox. A deep liver detox would be like um, 12 or eight weeks of Livaplex at six a day and six choline. And I always start people off on six choline first for like a week and then implement the Livaplex. That way they're not going to have as much of a Herxheimer effect, which is that detox effect. And the choline kind of sets the stage for the Livaplex to work. So if, if you have the time and the money, I like doing it that way. Not to say liver liver or gallbladder flushes aren't good because they are. You just got to be doing the right way and, and, and do it uh, smart. And I have a file on that I can send you um, that kind of walks you through that. So this website, and it was this guy, um, and he says uh, the vitamin B3, 4,000 milligrams per day. Now, you would never start out with 4,000 milligrams of B3 ever okay and we're going to get to that in a second but i guess you can work up to 4,000 milligrams a day if you're like let's say you have golf corexit oil spill syndrome here okay um yeah that could be something and it's probably something that you would want to work up to to maximally detox as quickly as possible but you would want to do it at a slow pace um and then also taking activated charcoal during that time now they don't get into super specifics, but from my knowledge base, I know enough to tell you that how you would want to do this is start slow on the niacin. And when you did the niacin, once you started feeling that flushing, 
even at a lower dose, that's when you want to take the activated charcoal because the body's going to start dumping these, liberating these, these toxins into the bloodstream and the activated charcoal, which will primarily work in the intestinal tract, will help to bind some of that up. But also doing this in conjunction with sweating because the sweating, the skin is actually the largest organ in the body and you can sweat a lot of these toxins right out of your body. Nice and flush will make, will, will probably make you want to sweat a little anyway, but if you're doing it in conjunction with some exercise, then now, if you can't exercise, let's say you're like these people and you're like cripple, you know, you're, you're like in, incapacitated. Do it in, when you start to feel the, the nice and flush, get into a hot bath, okay? Because that's another way you can sweat and even not have to do any activity. It's better to move though. It's better if you can to be moving when you're feeling the flush. And again, don't do this too quickly because that nice and flush is a wacky kind of feeling if you've never felt it before. And it's really weird because it'll start in your head, it'll start like at the top of your head and eventually it works its way down and it goes to the bottom of your feet. Also, here's something else that's really kind of cool about it. I have noticed that in the past when I did it, if I was like, um, let's say I was outside and I had maybe got my arms a little bit burned and you know how you, like, you'll see like the, um, you'll, you'll pull your, your shirt up and, and it'll be, your skin will be whiter above where you're burned. Well, on the niacin flushes, another thing that you're actually doing is you're releasing the radiation, like the bad radiation that's been pent up literally in your body. But just because like you get an x-ray, that radiation goes into you. It stays there, okay? It's, it's something that, that, that basically inhabits your body. You're exposed to certain radioisotopes, like from Fukushima. That stuff stays in your body. It has a tendency to want to go right into the thyroid, okay? And this is why it's so important to be on like some type of good iodine. I really like the one from Standard Process. I've tried all these different kinds, and, and I like the one from Standard Process. It's, it's just called prolamine iodine. They changed the tablet formulation a little bit, and I think it's more effective now. It's a 5,000 milligram dose. So um, I've got a file on that I can send you. Um, but the, with the iodine, um, I do like three a day, and I'm going to keep doing three a day until I start getting what they call uh, iodine, I guess you call overload where you'll start to get a brassy taste in your mouth and you get a really low pounding headache and i had kind of been off it for a little while i started back on I'm doing about three per day so that's like fifteen thousand. i don't know mcgs a day and eventually i'll probably get to the point where my thyroid saturated with iodine and that's where it's primarily stored it's it's stored in other places too but primarily the thyroid and your thyroid needs that for healthy metabolism and with what we're exposed to with fluoride and the bromines in the bread and the bromines that they put in other things, those will compete with iodine in the body. So if you've never done iodine, your thyroid is probably filled with fluoride and bromine, which is really, really bad stuff. They're bad, bad halogens, okay, on the periodic table. Iodine is a good halogen, okay? The prolamine iodine that, that I like is a protein-bound iodine. It's, it's, it's bound in a, to a protein, and it makes it easier to assimilate in the body. And so if you want to know more about that, just, just email me. Um, so I just want to make sure I have enough time here. Um, it says, the, in this like two guys going back together, back and forth. He says, Medic, did you hear now that the Surgeon General... And we're going to get back to this in a second, but the Surgeon General in Washington, D.C. wants to ban vitamins and stop you from helping yourselves in a matter of health. You cannot be trusted with your vitamins. You must trust fiscally incompetent, bankrupt, warmongering, and pedophile politicians on the public dole and the AMA abortion, mass murder, and human stem cell cannibal and zombie doctors. Yeah, I think he pretty much accurately described things. Yeah, he kind of covered most of the big bases. And then he says, yeah, I heard that, Stumps. I do not trust warmongers and people who murder babies. But hey, that's just me. Maybe some trust them, respect them, admire mass baby murdering cannibal zombies like the AMA, the US FDA, the POTUS, uh, the president, and SCOTUS, the, uh, the Supreme Court. Um, but I don't. So then going further, it says, residents can report any health issues from this or related issues to the sinkhole here, and this is a whole other thing about the sinkhole. I give you a, a link to that. I haven't really didn't have time to look into that, but the link is here. All these sinkholes appearing in like Louisiana and that places, they're related to this subject. It has been over two years since Deepwater Horizon exploded in the Gulf of Mexico, and this was at the time of this writing. 
Since that time, many cleanup workers and Gulf Coast residents have reported chronic health impacts that have gone in, inadequately addressed by the BP claims process. More alarmingly, many of the individuals have are having a very difficult time finding effective relief for their symptoms. In the following video, Dr. Michael Robichet discusses his efforts and ultimate success in finding an effective treatment program for individuals impacted in his community and all along the Gulf Coast. The program through the Gulf Coast Detoxification Project is offered free of charge. Of course, now they're not doing it anymore, but at the time they were. And housing is provided by Lean. Many may be available to individuals who are not able to travel to the clinic each day. But again, this is all, none of this applies anymore. Okay, but at one time it did. To see if this program assists you, please contact, and then it gives their, their thing there. Let me just click on this link here. Yeah, of course the link doesn't work anymore. And that was the video. And again, I think they've sanitized the internet for the most part of this guy's treatment protocol. Okay, so I just did a little quick research and, and did a keyword search for Michael, Dr. Michael Robichet's uh, treatment. Um, and I gave you the link on YouTube, I, but again, it doesn't look like I see him talking about it anywhere. I, I, it's, it's like, why wouldn't it surprise me that they've sanitized the internet of anything that's actually going to fix this? You know, I mean, these, these devils are so stinking evil. It, it just defies the imagination, anything to promote human suffering and misery and death, you know? So the next report, which is related to this, was on the same page, is in addition to sweating, and this gets into more of the specifics on the niacin and the activated charcoal, in addition to sweating it out, the GI tract can assist as well. Doctor, you recommended consuming activated charcoal. Niacin is the booster rocket for detoxification. Now, this is from a Naturally News Health article on detoxification um, from July 29, 2011. There are several approaches for detoxifying yourself from heavy metals and other toxic metals. Enemas, chelating agents, fasting, and sauna are all open to you uh, to one's preference. But there is a booster rocket to accelerate any method of detox you choose, and it's called niacin or B3. And again, I got this niacin um, here. It's one I got. I mean, I got it at a at a, a low supermarket. Literally. What you do not want the buffer of niacin. You want the cheap stuff. You want the ultra, just straight B3 synthetic. And it's one of the few times you'll ever hear me say that. But this is the only stuff that works for this application. These are 100 milligram tablets. One of these may be too much for a person. You might want to, if it was a woman too at a lower body weight, I'd, I'd, I'd break one of these in half and start with 50 milligrams. Okay, don't start with 4,000. Okay. I mean, I can't imagine taking 4,000. That would be 40 of these things a day, and I, I can't even comprehend that. I've done 10 to 11, and the thing about niacin, it's, it's, it's like a drug in a way because your body adapts to it really quick, meaning if you can handle five on Tuesday, you'll probably be able to handle seven or eight on maybe on Wednesday. It's like your body starts adapting to it, okay, to get the same, that flushing effect, okay? And so it's, you got to experiment a little bit with it um there we are immersed in a toxic environment over seventy-five thousand chemicals produced in north america Twenty thousand cannot be naturally eliminated by our bodies out of the seventy-five thousand chemicals in our toxic environment three thousand go into the food supply avoiding what we know to be as toxic is a great step toward detoxification but there are toxins that won't be eliminated completely that's because fat cells will store toxins that cannot be metabolized or eliminated many of us have anywhere from four to eight hundred toxins stored in the fat cells that's why sometimes if you lose a lot of fat weight you'll actually feel like garbage because your body's liberating all these toxins from the fat cells that are being burnt and so you know understand that that that, that can happen um this would and this approach would help you with that what I'm going into here. Uh, let's go further here. Fat cells are not eliminated completely by diet or exercise. They will shrink, but they can grow again. So how can niacin be a boost, booster rocket for detoxing? Nice. And again, I think you could apply this to about anything. You could apply this to even the liver detoxes. You could apply it to, I don't know how much it's going to help you in a colon, it, it, but it, it probably does. It probably has some thermogenic way of helping about any detoxification method you're trying to employ um niacin ruptures the fat cells that stores toxin see the chelation wouldn't do that the hyperbaric oxygen chamber would not do that if the toxins are caught in the stored fat or the soft tissues the chelation of the hyperbaric oxygen eh, that's why they got they didn't get any results from that okay so i wanted to you to understand that why they didn't get results on the other 
Um, this is called lipolysis, mean uh, lipolysis. I'm sorry, uh, when the fat cells rupture and, and they're storing toxins and, and and they're burned. The niacin produced is not a buffered niacinamide, which doesn't make your face and neck flush. Well, it makes your whole body flush eventually. But again, it stops from the. For me, I feel it in my head first. It goes from the top down all the way to my feet, ends of my feet. It's really weird. And you'll, oh, what I was going to say earlier is that if you had it like a shirt and you had been burned on like the lower part of your arm, you'll actually notice a lot of times that line will come back out where you got burned and it's like your body is releasing that pent up radiation and the niacin is allowing that radiation, that solar ultraviolet radiation to be released back out of your skin and you'll literally see the line like on the shirt where you were burned from before. I've seen it happen more than once on me. So there's a lot of different things niacin's doing, okay, that are that are beneficial. Um, use the niacin that makes you blush. Now, again, the niacin that makes you blush is just flat niacin. You can probably go up on eBay and get it. You can find it in some health food stores. It'll just say B3, vitamin B3. It'll normally come in 100 milligram things. You might want to start off with just half of one of those. But it's not niacinamide, and it's not buffered, okay? Don't buy that kind because it won't work. It won't do anything. This protocol was developed primarily, I mean, it won't do anything with this application. This protocol was developed primarily to help drug addicts detox drug toxins stored in fat. So this is not be a tremendous way to get drug addicts off their drugs. Um, the idea was to get rid of all the drug residue, <coughs> so, excuse me, that would haunt them um, with cravings after kicking their habit. I think it's brilliant. It worked very well. So Dr. Yu thought it would be wise for non-addicts to use this method for normal detoxification. He gave a lecture on this during a longevity conference hosted by the nutrition expert David Wolf. Dr. Yu spoke of starting with a low amount of niacin, 50 milligrams, okay? And again, I got minor 100 milligrams, so it would be like half of one of these tablets. 50 milligrams or so, depending on your tolerance, and gradually building up to a maximum of 500 milligrams. Now, he say maximum of 500 milligrams. I've heard from the Gulf War. Well, I'm sorry, it says it right here. But up to 5,000 milligrams, which would be 50 of these tablets per day, has been used for gravely ill from drug use to toxic events such as Gulf War Syndrome, or in this case, Gulf of Mexico, Corexit Syndrome, whatever you want to call it. So it can be used in higher dosages, but you would really want to make sure you built up to that dosage. And you wouldn't want to make, take all 50 at once. You want to, you know. And again, I can't give you a lot of specifics about this because th this is like a protocol they've used for this. But I can tell you what I know and, and, you know, what I would do if it was me. Okay. So in addition to sweating it out, the GI tract can assist as well. Uh, Dr. Yu recommended consuming activated charcoal. Most of us know that the toxins released suddenly need to be eliminated. The liver, the kidneys, and other organs can be seriously damaged if not. I, again, I've, I've rarely heard of stories, though, where you detox so badly you seriously injure your kidneys and liver. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it could happen, but uh, the liver is an incredibly regenerative organ. Okay. And um, kidneys, maybe not as much, but. Again, you just want to do it slow at, at your own pace. Just don't go crazy. Um, one can be overwhelmed by a vicious Herxheimer event or a healing crisis. The, the protocol for addicts mostly involved is eliminating through their skin. Because it, what it, what, if you eliminate through your skin via sweat, you're taking the burden off the liver, off the kidneys, off the urinary tract, even off the intestinal system or any other me method of detoxification. You're eliminating that burden on them and you're giving them a break, and, and, and it may be a huge, huge break that it needs because the, the kidney and liver are malfunctioning anyway with a lot of these people. Uh, they were put in an exercise regime and ushered into saunas literally to sweat it out. Um, so I guess they were doing exercise, and then they were probably, I would imagine what you'd want to do is do the exercise, and then... Um, I, uh, what I did before, personally, is I took the niacin prior, or maybe while, what you would do here is take it either like at the start of exercise, start exercise, you start to feel that flush. If you had access to a sauna, go into the sauna and, and, and flush it out. And again, with saunas, you've got to be careful. I mean, if they're too hot or whatever, you know, you got to go in and out. 
you know, give yourself a break, but you're sweating it out. And when you're exercising, you have the extra benefit of you're actually moving bodily fluids around. So you're really going to, and if you're exercising, you're literally burning fat. So you're going to be liberating the niacin's going to be able to do its job better. Okay. So you do this on like a 30 day protocol. And then what you do is when you're, I, what I would do if it was me, when you're literally done with the sauna, that's when you take your activated charcoal. I, if it was me, I'd do anywhere from five to seven to eight or nine capsules of activated charcoal. I mean, you can get like the one I got here, Nature's Way Charcoal Activated. It's 280 milligrams a capsule. Um, you know, it's really good. It's one of the finest natural absorbent ingredients. I mean, if you have some food poison, it's unbelievable. It'll knock out food poisoning like you wouldn't believe. Um, just why you should always travel with this. You're going to a restaurant, you haven't been there, you know, you're unsure, take this. If you start to feel queasy, take five or six right then, and then maybe another five or six, another half hour. And a lot of times this will knock it right out. I've never seen it fail. Each particle can change as many small chambers and cavities that capture, bind up unwanted material and gas, and they're safely carried out of the digestive system. So any detoxification you're going to do via the intestinal tract, that will bind the toxins up getting in the intestinal tract so they won't be reabsorbed by the small intestine. Let's say your liver starts dumping this stuff via the bile. When you're doing this niacin flush, it starts dumping it because that's where the toxins are stored in the bile and the gallbladder. It secretes it into the stomach. If you have activated charcoal there, it can bind those toxins up and they won't get reintroduced back in your body. So I think this is essential, personally. Okay, I'm almost totally out of time here. I'm really sorry. Um, so... Um, more details on activated charcoal detoxification. There's a link I give you here if you want to know more about the activated charcoal. So uh, do that. Um, in addition to sweating out, GI tract assists as well. Okay, consume activated charcoal. Uh, it What it does is it works by adsorption, and it's more like chelating or hitching to the electrons of toxins and taking them out through the stool or urine. Um, any other protocol, detox protocol or agent can be added to the niacin booster rocket like bentonite clay, or zeolites, or cilantro, or pesto, um, or coriella, or fine too. To protect a weakened liver, one may use gallbladder flushes or coffee enemas. Also, more on cleansing the liver here. Again, I have that article I can send you. Uh, the booster rocket is a plain, tingly fire in the face and the upper body. Nice. I don't know why they just say it's upper body. It will work its way down. At least it does with me. High doses of niacin have been used in orthomolecular medicine psychiatry since the 1950s for a variety of health problems, even schizophrenia. So it is safe and inexpensive and can be taken as... I mean, this stuff's cheap, too. I mean, you're not going to pay very much for it. Um, it can be taken as often as you want. Um, well, again, up to a point. It's a synthetic vitamin here so i have my mixed feelings on that but i mean i think it's something you can cycle in and out um and so just understand that. okay and then all the links are here and then this guy says at the very very end he says that niacin detox can be painful now it can be painful if you're in really 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 super bad shape it is a weird tingly feeling that's not something most people like i don't particularly like it but if you're really in bad shape, it can be painful. That's why you got to start slow. It should not be undertaken by anyone on uh, should not be undertaken by anyone on prescription drugs. Get off the Pharmacia RX. Well, I know, but how are you going to get off them? How are you get un get unaddicted to them? Well, you implement clinical nutrition or some type of clinical nutritional protocol, and then you slowly wean yourself off the meds. And niacin could be done, could be put in there to get those meds out of the system. Heart patients should. Uh, eradicate all plaque with iv gas ozone uh, actually it's going to be more so the, you're going to get rid of the plaque through iv chelation um and then i'm just looking if there's anything else here he's saying people with mil military spe specialization industries like golf uh golf uh syndrome or whatever um of 80 percent or more can expect mild to severe pain at injury sites General lethargy, tiredness, body weakness, however, heightened mental acuity and capabilities immediately evident as toxins leave the fat of your brain, because your fat is primarily, your brain is primarily fat, okay, and this is really good to detox the fat of your body, so this would really have a big, big time effect on your brain, and especially the pineal gland, which is the main gland they're trying to calcify through the fluoride in the water and the toothpaste and everywhere else they're giving it to us, okay, so this actually does that to your pineal gland, um, so, um, 
they're saying that you can have uh, stool probably smell really bad halitosis bad breath but that's all good you're just getting rid of stuff just make sure you're drinking eight to ten glasses of purified water per day um um you know doing the, the kind of the way I, I outlined this i mean this would be good for anybody to do any type of detox this is another way of detoxing this is a totally different way of detoxing than i've ever went over okay so um he's saying if you're really bad detox days one and two are very tough detox day three is more tolerable one may find one's own sweat to be like acid and a topical skin irritant b vitamin b3 nice and sits on the stomach like an acidic rock never just b3 on an empty stomach well personally i've always done it on an empty stomach so it depends on the person. I've always, but I got a strong stomach. Okay, if you have a weak stomach, you probably want to do this. Like I would recommend, like for me, I probably say, do don't do it with the activated charcoal because I'll just bind it up. But I like using okra pepsin by standard process because it's like a very soothing thing for the stomach. It's very very good for like acid reflux and to rebuild the lining in your stomach. Or or do it with some aloe. Some like organic aloe you could get in the stores. So I'm like totally over on time. Um, uh, I don't, I'm just going to say a super quick prayer because I don't think I'm going to be able to get this up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all you've given us, Lord. I just pray, God, you bless um, the study, Lord, and you bless my listeners, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them. And, and I praise you, worship you, honor you, Lord. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.